Welcome to ERM Perspectives, the show dedicated to credit union enterprise risk management. If you're interested in hearing perspectives on enterprise risk management directly from the people who do ERM at credit unions, you've got the best seat in the house. I work with credit unions every day so they can have their ideal enterprise risk management program. I'm your host, David Seibert. Let's dive in. Hi, and welcome to this episode of ERM Perspectives. My guest today is Aaron Prater, Vice President of Operational Risk Management at Aloya Corporate Federal Credit Union. Welcome to the show, Aaron. Thanks for having me, David. Really excited to be here with you. Yeah, thanks for taking out the time. Absolutely, so, absolutely. So, yeah, so I've had a relationship with Aloya going on nine plus years now. And Aaron, when you started at Aloya recently, you and I had a series of phone calls together. So we got to meet each other that way. And of course, we participate on the Enterprise Risk Management Committee meetings on a regular basis uh, for Aloya. So we get to interact that way. But what's really cool is last week, we finally got to meet in person in Chicago at Aloya's Leadership Symposium. So it was great to actually meet you in person, Aaron. Yeah, that was uh, one. It was it was great to meet you as well. As you said, we've had a number of conversations and, and you've been helping me out along my journey at Aloya as I kind of get up to speed. So it was great to meet in person and just a fantastic event we had in Chicago last week. Yeah, great event and great to meet in person. Thanks for that. Yeah. So at that symposium, you led a session on risk management. Very well attended, great right. session. And at the beginning of that presentation, you walk the audience through your experience and kind of what led up to your role at Aloya. And it was really fun for me to see that again, because you've got some great experience. So I'd love for the audience today to learn more about you. So why don't you tell us about yourself and your experience and what's led up to where you're at today? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So we should also mention that that session was kind of the first pre-con session of the day and, and on the exciting topic of risk management, right? And so I wanted to, to kind of do a little bit of a soft launch into it and introduce myself. Um, one is everybody was just kind of getting in town and getting into the the, the feel of the sessions and, and the meetings for the week, but also uh, being new to Aloya this year, I wanted the opportunity to introduce myself to a lot of our members. And so I walked a little bit through my, as I like to call it, my winding path to risk management. And and really, that started 15 years ago when I graduated from school and took my first role as a uh, kind of back office operations uh, in a wealth management organization. And at the time, you know, was doing a lot of things that were related to, to risk management, but didn't realize it, right? So we called everything procedures that I was following, right? But I wasn't thinking about them in terms of controls to mitigate risk. And so only years later, as I stepped into more formal risk management roles, was I able to look back and say like, ah, I understand what I was doing and why I was doing it in some of those situations. Um, so as I said, I was in back office wealth management for a few years. Uh, from there, I moved on to another organization uh, where I was in retail banking. So kind of front of the house, uh, personal banking, um, again, elements of, of managing risk, right? So we talk about knowing your customer or being kind of professionally nosy, right? As often as kind of a sales tactic there, right? How can we gain share of wallet based on questions that we can ask and solutions that maybe we can offer. Uh, but there's the other side of it as well, right? Knowing your customer and understanding that um, what they're trying to do is good and legitimate. And, and so again, there's 
there's controls at play there that you don't realize until until years later. Um, so that's kind of what I refer to as my free uh, pre-risk management uh, portion of my career. From there, I took my first role as a risk analyst at an organization called FIS, a global fintech provider. And I had a number of different roles in the risk organization there. And that's really where I cut my teeth in risk management. So I started in SOC reporting. Um, I worked in vendor risk management. I did a stint in client risk relations. Um, I was a business unit risk officer uh, for a payments company that we acquired actually from Belgium, uh, which was rather interesting. Didn't get the opportunity to travel over there during that time. It was kind of a short stint as the risk officer there. Um, and then was also the global head of our risk assessment program. So a lot of things falling under that kind of enterprise and operational risk uh, umbrella at, at FIS. Uh, so I was there for three years and of course still being young after three years, um, you know, felt like I had learned it all and knew exactly what I needed to do, right? And so <laughs> I moved on to another organization and helped build enterprise and operational risk programs. Uh, and what was key about that experience is it was my first opportunity to really um, you know, for lack of a better word, kind of go it alone, right? It was, it, it was my strategy and my ideas that kind of we helped use to create uh, some of those programs. And I think we had some great success with it. There were things that I certainly learned along the way um, as it relates to, you know, change management and engaging the organization and things like that. Um, but it was overall a great experience. From there, I was brought back to FIS um, in two different roles. So my first role was the head of risk operations um, and strategy. In that role, we spelled risk R-I-S-C. So it was risk, information security, and compliance teams um, that were aligned under me and kind of addressing each one of those pillars and embedded within the business. So for some of our, our ERM listeners, that was, a, that was a first line of defense risk role um, that I had there. From there, I moved back over to the second line under the Global Chief Risk Officer um, and was the Director of Enterprise Risk Management. And kind of the last big initiative that, that I worked on at FIS before joining Aloya was kind of a wholesale realignment to a industry-recognized risk framework. Um, in that case, it was ISO 31000. And so really what had happened there was after uh, 10 years, I would say a, a good 10 years of really building out our enterprise risk and security and compliance programs at FIS, um, we took a step back and said, you know, how can we kind of uh, apply a more consistent approach across what's a very diversified organization that's built out of mergers and acquisitions, right? So how can we ensure we're all speaking the same language and kind of, um, you know, reporting things consistently and concisely up through the levels of the organization? So um, settling on that, that framework and then ultimately embedding that throughout our risk programs was the direction we took. And, and again, I think we had a lot of success in doing that. Um, and then at the beginning of this year, I took a huge leap of faith and I joined Aloya as the VP of Operational Risk. Um, as a side note, I couldn't be happier with my decision. I think it's one of the best decisions I've made in my career so far. Um, the organization is phenomenal from a risk perspective. They're extremely engaged and uh, just really excited to continue to kind of build and enhance on some of the things that we're doing around here. Thank you so much for walking us through that experience, Aaron. That is such a wealth of experience. It's really fun for me to listen to that. And that's why it was really exciting to hear it last week at the symposium, sure. how you walked us through that. So, you know, it's, it's all financial 
institution, all financial services. It's all risk management related. Uh, you could hear kind of the maturity as you progressed. Sure. Yeah. You covered, yeah, you covered so many things, including like frameworks like ISO 31000, uh, the chance to kind of build your own program for a little while and then come back to FIS and continue to mature. I mean, that's such a great wealth of, of experience. So, um, uh, Aloya is just so lucky to have you. That's great. And you're right. Aloya is a wonderful organization. I've just really enjoyed, uh, my nine years working with Aloya. Great organization. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So now that we've covered your background, let's talk about what you're doing at Aloya. So what is your role? How does it fit into the enterprise risk management program? And how does it fit into the rest of Aloya? So tell us about that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So this was this was a newly created role in um, 2022. So prior to this, we had addressed operational risk in different ways, although it was called transaction risk at the time. And so the scope was a bit more limited. And I think rightfully so, the organization made the decision to commit to a true operational risk program and sort of expanding the scope outside of just kind of payments, transactions, risk, and payment processing risk, you know, to across all of our operations. And so ultimately I was brought on to, to kind of help do that. And so what we have at Aloya is we've got, you know, it starts with our chief risk officer, and then we're kind of aligned around four different risk pillars. So we've got a, a vice president of interest rate risk. We've got a vice president of credit risk, uh, a VP of cybersecurity, and then myself in the VP of operational risk role. And so uh, myself and our VP of cybersecurity, of course, work really closely together as cyber and operational risk are very closely related. But so that's kind of the makeup of the risk organization. The other thing that we have here at Aloya that I think is so fantastic is our committee structure. And it's not unique to Aloya, but I hadn't seen it in this exact way at the previous organizations that I've been at. But essentially what we have is from the bottom up, we've got a balance sheet risk committee. That's our interest and credit guys. We've got our cyber and technology committee, and then we've got an operational risk committee. That's where folks at my peer level meet on a monthly basis and talk about the daily risks that we're addressing, what we're doing to addressing address them, whether or not there's additional resources and capital that may be needed to address them, and really what are the most important risks that we want to talk about organizationally, and then bubble up to our management enterprise risk committee, as you said, that you and I, you and I are both um, a part of those, um, and then ultimately to our enterprise risk management committee of the board. Uh, but what's so great about what we do at Aloya is every single one of those committees it operates the exact same way. We operate them like a board meeting, like a board committee meeting. Um, you know, there's there's members of the committee, there's invited guests. We have, you know, we have a secretary that's taking the notes. We we provide the minutes for every meeting. And what's so important about that is it leads to a level of consistency across the board in how we report and manage risk at the organization. Um, and again, I just think it's one of those things that keeps us so engaged and focused as an organization on risk. And so that's ultimately kind of the, the broader enterprise risk function as it exists at Aloya. And like I said, operational risk and the things that I'm doing that we can talk about are kind of one of those four main pillars under enterprise risk. Yeah, thank you for sharing that structure at Aloya. It is a very, very good structure. It works very well. Thanks for mentioning about the 
consistency of how each meeting is run. That's really important to do that. And uh, I get to witness how, how effective that is. So uh, talking about the operational risk area, can you tell us really what's included in operational risk that's under your purview of, of the risk management space? Right. So, uh, you know, the, uh, kind of the, the, the broad definition of operational risk, right, is risk arising from people, process, and technology. And that's really embedded throughout, um, you know, everything that we do in the organization. And that's why um, when you look at transaction risk, how it formerly was, you know, that was a very narrow scope of just our payments processing, right? Yeah. And so, um, and then you might think about, you know, I think there was kind of an interim period where it was called operations risk, right? It was very focused on that, that singular operations pillar. Uh, but ultimately, when I think about operational risk, right, it's risk arising from the, the people we employ, the processes that we execute, and the technology that we use um, across everything that we do within the organization. And so um, we have a risk uh, assessment program that rolls up underneath there. Obviously, we have our board and committee structure reporting. Um, and then we have a lot of ad hoc things that we're working on um, uh, being a part of as a, you know the organization and kind of trying to work on embedding operational risk practices into some of those things. So we've got a large scale technology project going on right now, right? Where we're building our own core and we're going to launch that next year. Um, obviously, a ton of operational risk there is it's it's not a direct rewrite of the core that we have right now, right? It's a it's a fully new system that we've you know internally built and developed and are, are going to be ready to launch and deploy here real shortly. And uh, and so a lot of work in, in that space. Um, another space that we're looking at is uh, enhanced transaction monitoring, as I call it, right? So we're looking at um, AI and machine learning capabilities to help our enhance our anomalous transaction detection across the board. Uh, and it's important because we need to look at those things and say, ultimately, how can we provide value to our membership, right? And so um, that in, in some ways can be a foreign concept to risk folks, right? But ultimately, you know, we are a cost center, right? So we've got to exist to try to provide value um, one for our organization and at Aloya that extends out to our membership as well. And so doing things like um, enhancing our transaction monitoring capabilities, um, whether it be, you know, manually through the processes we have internally or through AI and machine learning um, only serve to kind of continue to, to provide that value. That's good to hear the specifics of what's under your operational risk area. Thanks for sharing those things. Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned the, the large project, which is the new core, which is being developed in house. So can you walk us through how you and your group are involved with that operational project? Do you do an assessment of that project or yeah. uh, have some risk indicators? How do you interact with the project? Yeah, absolutely. So at, at this point, one of the main things that we'll, we need to do is continue continue to conduct our enterprise risk assessment on the project, right? And so there's really kind of, we've kind of bucketed that, bucketed that off in three ways, right? There's the, there's the development of the code and the testing of that code to make sure if I press this button, it does what I say that it's going to do. Um, we're coming to the end of that period and how we assess assess any new risks that may have arisen from, from our code development and making sure that we've got a strong kind of testing environment in place there um, around that code. The second phase is around the migration, right? And that's the big one. 
when we turn this thing on, is it going to work? And how can we prepare for, for that? Um, you know, we've seen things in the news and heard about other institutions with, with technology projects that have, um, have not had that success and, and been down for a period of time. And so, um, and, and that was, you know, whether you're talking online, mobile banking things, this is our core system, right? This is how we move money. This is how we transact business. This has to be up and it's got to be right. And so the pre-work that we do there and what we talk about in terms of, you know, how things maybe have changed, like I said, it's not a direct rewrite. So the buttons that folks will be pressing will be different. The processes will be different. And does that introduce new risk into the environment? And ultimately, how are we controlling for it? So that's the big one we're working on right now. And then post-migration monitoring as well, right? Are things calculating over time correctly, different things like that, so that we don't have some of these lagging indicators where suddenly we realize when we realize something's wrong, it's been wrong for a month or a quarter or something like that. So yeah. there'll be a lot of um, kind of post post migration monitoring as well. And, you know, we have to apply, you know, principles around some some different key risk indicators that we want to monitor, uh, particularly as we get into that phase. Um, like I said, we're, we're not quite there yet. So that'll be that'll be coming later this year and early next year. But, um, you know, to your point, KRIs and things like that will be very important as we do post migration monitoring. Mm. Yeah, thanks for walking us through that example. I think it's helpful for us to all hear how you are engaging with such a large project like that and how you've broken it into three different areas is, is really helpful and easy for us to understand. And I know we covered this at the board meeting, the Aloya board meeting last week, and there's some really good assurances based on your risk assessment work on how we're doing with that program. And we're all very comfortable with where we're at. You know, what do we do if something doesn't work? So, and that's really what risk management is about is to help the organization achieve its objectives. And the big objective here is to roll out that new core system. So uh, risk management's there to make sure it's gonna be successful. So a great example. Well, yeah, you know, and I think I think what's so important about that, right, with a core system is, is we rewrite this. I mean, this is going to be great for us, right, internally and in how we serve our members. But yeah. it's not really the type of thing that is is meant to be like, wow, is the membership and everybody gets to see the inner workings of, right? It just has to be perfect, right? So the outcomes are kind of like, you know, negative 10 to zero, right? It's, <laughs> it just has to be perfect. And then everybody goes about their lives and continues to, to transact business. But yeah. where, the, where we have issues, that's where we're going to hear about it. And so, you know, we're, we're taking a really thoughtful approach and uh, a risk-based approach to how we look at um, changes and, and new risks being introduced in the environment. And, and again, this is a project that started long before I was a part of the organization, but seeing the work that's been done and then been being able to kind of, um, you know, integrate into that and embed some other principles into that has been a, just a great experience so far. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that with us. It's, it's a great example of how risk management gets involved in something and your member credit unions won't notice anything if everything goes well, but if something goes wrong, everybody notices. And that's, that's kind of a typical thing in risk management sometimes right. is we prevent right. the bad things from happening. Yeah, exactly. Well, is there, tell us more about, you know, what you're currently working on at Aloya. Is there anything else going on that you want to share with us? 
Yeah, you know, it kind of since I, I started at Aloya, one of the things I've tried to do is really bring uh, a data-driven approach to anything that I introduce to the organization or any initiatives that, that I try to become a part of. And so um, what that means ultimately is just starting with, well, you know, what do we know for real? What do we actually know is happening based on the data um, that we're seeing? We've got a plethora of it, right? We, we transact um, trillions of dollars and millions and millions of transactions every year. And so there's a lot of data there to sort through and understand, um, you know, what's working well and where we can, where we can be better and, and, and a lot of risk uh, implications to glean from that as well. And so, you know, I look at that, um, I come into a lawyer that we, we've got such a talented and tenured workforce here. The, the, the wealth of experience and knowledge that we have at this organization is just phenomenal. Um, and I think it's at, at times it can be a double-edged sword. And that's where I bring kind of the data-driven approach from because there are just so many folks at this organization who are so good at what they do. It's second nature. They've got a feel for the environment and what's happening. Um, but as a newbie, right, who doesn't have that, I've got to bring the other side and say like, okay, well, what's the data telling us? Um, you know, I trust you and I think that you know this environment better than probably anybody, but let's make sure that matches up with what the data is telling us. Um, and I think folks appreciate that too, right? Because um, as time goes on, I know a lot of particularly folks in the credit union space are talking about succession planning and what happens next and, and when the new generation kind of comes in. Well, that's where I think taking this data-driven approach becomes so important, right? If we can tell our stories and what's happening in the credit union and, and what makes us successful via data um, and where our risks are and how we're addressing them via data, then as new folks kind of come into the mix and rise up to leadership positions, or in my case, are new to the organization, um, they're able to really kind of uh, get up to speed quicker and have a good feel for, for how to manage the risk and ultimately how to be successful. Yeah, that's a great perspective to bring to any organization, because as you said, when you have very talented, tenured staff, they everything's second nature. They know things inside and out and they can sense things. They don't use the data as much, but that's a that's a dangerous long-term strategy. So yes, bring in the data, uh, build the uh, organization for the long term. So that's a great, great thing you're bringing yeah. to Aloya. Yeah, and and you know the the only other thing I'd add is you know I talked a little bit about kind of you know some enhanced operational risk reporting, setting up our governance structure, making sure that operational risk is kind of a net new pillar to the organization is embedded in the right conversations. We've got a seat at the right table. Um, we're talking about operational risk with our with our key stakeholders. And, and one of the things that's so important to me is ensuring that whatever it is that I do and whatever different perspectives that I bring in or approaches, that they're consistent with um, you know, our structure and the approach that we've already taken. One of the one of the things that I was so pleasantly surprised with at Aloya and has been such a, a contributor to my um, being able to get up to speed is just how engaged our organization is top to bottom from a risk perspective. And so while we've got that engagement and while we've got folks, you know, focused in on the things that we're doing from a risk perspective, we've got to make sure that, okay, I've got this 
shiny new toy in this new role. And you know what I mean? We, we've got to, we've got to build things and create things and add value that's consistent with the approach that we've been taking already um, to maintain that engagement, which I think is so important. We can have all the, the cool tools and technology and frameworks and all these different things that you want. Uh, but if we don't have that engagement around the organization, it's really tough to make it successful. And I kind of alluded to that in, in one of my earlier roles, right? I, I was able to bring a lot of knowledge and background and, and, and we could talk about tools and technology and frameworks. And we started working on some of that. Uh, but I had to take a big step backwards and try to build that engagement um, as well to keep track, keep on track with how fast I wanted to move the program. So, so that's an interesting topic. Let's dive a little bit deeper into there. So what is it you're doing to accomplish that, to keep that engagement high? Cause you said the engagement is, is already high, but you're coming in with a new operational view. So perhaps your engagement is high now because you're a new shiny object, but how, what are you going to do to keep that going and build that to be permanent? Yeah, exactly. Well, I'll, I'll tell you, you know, kind of going off, off track just a little bit, you know, joining an organization in a, in a leadership position, um, in a net new position and remotely, uh, is interesting. Right. And so, and then, you know, on top of it, an organization where the average tenure is probably, you know, well over 15 years or something like that. Right. And so, these folks know each other well. They've worked together for a long time. They've been in the trenches. They've dealt with good times and tough times, right? They've, they've gone through a lot together. Um, and so for me, I, I've spent uh, a, a ton of time in my first, you know, what, eight, nine months now trying to build relationships, you know, being able to do things like have our, our symposium in Chicago and meeting so many people in person. I've got to travel a little bit and meet some folks. Um, having calls, different things like that, just kind of not necessarily always work focused, but just kind of catch up. How you doing? How are things? You know, um, I think that's been so important. I, you know, time will tell how successful I've been with it, right? I'm not going to say, oh, and everything's been perfect, you know, and I've had no issues. Um, the point is that it, it takes time to build relationships, and so the biggest thing that I've had to learn, just professionally, as you can see, right? I talked about a little bit in my career. I think I've been at one, two, three, four, this may be my fifth different company that I've been in in my career. Um, I've had a little bit of an issue with patience, right? <laughs> um, and, and so I, I'm really doing a lot to try to focus on being patient, building relationships, setting up the foundation. We don't have to change the world this year as it relates to operational risk management, right? Like I said, we've got good processes. We've got a committee structure. We've got risk assessments. We, we understand our risk pretty well. Um, so that that's that's not the main focus this year. The main focus this year is really to build relationships, yeah. have conversations, have thought provoking conversations, ask good questions, or as I like to refer to it, asking dumb questions. Mm -hmm. Right? Why? Why is it a certain way? And 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 if you potentially hear, you know, well, you know, we've we've just done it that way for so long, and then maybe you dig a little bit deeper and and talk about different things, and so. Um, especially as it relates to risk, right? Because as you know, the risk landscape or the threat landscape, or however you want to say, like it changes so rapidly. And so um, a, pro a consistent process over the course of 20 years 
has probably addressed a number of different and changing risks. And the question is, is, is it still doing uh, what it needs to in addressing those risks? And so, uh, again, building the relationships, asking the questions, and then trying to really be consistent with our approach. Yeah. Uh, if I come in and try to change a bunch of different things on day one, uh, I think I'm going to lose folks really quick, uh, really quickly. And so trying to consistently just maintain that approach is, is super important. That makes a lot of sense, Aaron. And that's good recognition. You're not coming in to fix anything that's broken. You're just there to mature something and have more focus on an operational area that used to just be more transactional. So it's good to have that recognition. And uh, it's also good to recognize just that soft side of enterprise risk management, which is really building those relationships, having the conversations and talking these things through. It's not all about, let's follow this risk assessment process, no matter what, uh, the relationships are, are very important for sure. I completely agree. It's gotta be a cooperative thing. Like risk management is not my job, right? It's everybody's job, you know, and that was, that was somewhat stolen from a a tagline in a previous organization, but we really said that risk management is everyone's business, right? Mm -hmm. And so doing a risk assessment is not my job, right? It's my job to kind of steward you through that process, ask thought-provoking questions, but it's our job to do that together. Um, And so to your point, the more that you kind of get on this path of like, well, there's a compliance element here, we do this because the regulators say we have to do it, and what, you know, the eyes get glazed over and they say, well, th- then just handle it, right? Then then, then that's your job to do that. Yeah. And so we want this to be a cooperative effort. Good philosophy. So uh, anything else you want to talk about that you're currently working on? I'd love to hear kind of what's what's next on your plan, what you're thinking about the, for the future. So yeah. yeah, if there's anything left you want to talk about as far as what you're currently working on or else let's talk about what you've kind of, what you've got in your mind for the future. Yeah, yeah, there's there's certainly some future state visions. Like I said, I want to continue to enhance and mature the program. I want to do that consistently across the board. Um, there's probably opportunities um, for us to expand what we're doing from a risk assessment perspective, right? Uh, based on uh, ever-changing landscapes, particularly as you think of the payments landscape and uh, faster payments and real-time payments, that's going to present um, a just very different risk profile uh, uh, perspectively for the organization. And so that's something that we'll, we'll certainly be looking at. That's where that transaction monitoring and things like that will become very, um, very important. I also, you know, one of the things that's kind of a, a little bit more of a broader goal of mine is really to continue to be an evangelist for the benefits of enterprise and operational risk Outside of our organization, again, you know, Aloya exists to promote the success of our membership, right? And so um, we do that through, you know, the the technology that we provide, the services that we provide. But I also think that we do it through the expertise that we have in-house as it relates to risk and security and compliance. And so, um, you know, going back to last week, my my presentation at the symposium was called um, Aloya's Insights or Aloya's Observations from the Field Risk Management. And so ultimately what I did was um, I spent a lot of time with our membership over the course of the last uh, several months understanding kind of 
what their risk culture was and, and, and what risk management uh, meant to them and what was important to them. Um, and, and I'll tell you, David, I talked to credit unions that had five employees um, and I talked to credit unions that had 500 employees and everywhere in between. Um, and it, as much as they, they may have been different, they were also very similar in the things that they wish they could do better in, in trying to you know, continue to address the ever-changing compliance, regulatory compliance landscape. You know, How do we ensure that we're talking about risk consistently across our organization, reporting on it consistently? How do we share uh, you know, the most kind of uh, pressing risk implications with our board? What does that look like? Um, so a lot of different things. And then I, I take that back and I think, well, gee, how can we help our membership, right? How can we support their success from a risk perspective, right? It's not a competitive thing. We don't need to have a bunch of closely guarded secrets. I always say, you know, the more that we know, the more we all know, right? And so we want to share that, especially from a risk perspective, the things that we're doing to try to help promote their success as well. And so that's something that I'll continue to focus on over the, the next few years. Yeah, that's nice. That's a nice uh, member focus, customer focus uh, philosophy. And since Aloya is working on faster payments for credit unions, you get a seat right there with that, for example, because you brought that up as an example of what's changing fast and how you can get involved to help member credit unions. And faster payments is happening right there within Aloya. So that's a, a great relationship right there. Now, Aaron, there's something I probably should have mentioned at the opening of the of the show today, just for people who might not know this, but Aloya is a corporate credit union. So your members are about 1400 credit unions within the United States. Correct. I probably should have mentioned that earlier. So whereas a credit union has people like you and I as members, exactly. Aloya's members is credit unions. Right. So I just, in case there was someone on that, that listening today who did not know that distinction, I thought I'd, I'd throw that out there. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a, that's a great distinction to make. You're, you're right. Right. Cause we, we all talk about members in the same way yeah. that ours are, ours are member institutions. Right. And so we provide transaction processing, liquidity and investment solutions to those members, you know, yeah. effectively kind of back office operations for those members. And so yeah. uh, risk plays a huge role there and, and whatever we can do to, to share what we're doing from a risk perspective only helps to promote their success. Yeah. And it's interesting that we got this far into the show without mentioning that because the dialogue, the conversation, the objectives around risk management are all the same. It's, it's what can we do for our members and our membership? How can we have a great credit union? How can we be a corporate credit union that serves 1400 other credit unions? It's this cooperative philosophy that, that flows through regardless. Yeah. So that's yeah, cool. Absolutely. Anything else you want to talk about? Do we Anything that I haven't, that we haven't covered yet you want to cover? No, I mean, I, like I said, one, I really appreciate you giving me the opportunity to talk today and, and for us to have this conversation, you know, um, you know, my philosophy has always been to, you know, to create consistent and repeatable processes um, as it relates to risk management. I've seen it at a lot of different organizations. I've seen it at a 70,000, you know, employee organization with a global footprint to, um, you know, a thousand person organization that was still publicly traded and regulated and down to 160 person organization here at Aloya. And I can tell you that, um, you know, providing a consistent approach has, has really served me well in, in the things that we're trying to do in terms of change management and try to, um, trying to kind of 
you know, get that engagement from the organization. You know, I should mention it based on our previous comments. So Aloya is a corporate credit union of 160 people. We serve 1,400 members that have, that employ 25,000 individuals um, and process transactions for 10% of the United States population, right? So a little over 30 million members. And so the scope expands really quickly based on the folks, the small footprint that we have uh, from, a, from an employee standpoint. But I can tell you that um, I think that's why we have such a positive tone at the top from a risk perspective, um, why it's embedded into our organization, because we really understand how important it is. Um, you know, we're not just serving uh, the 1,400 members effectively. We're helping serve, you know, 30 million individuals across the United States, which is, which is pretty cool. Yeah, that's another great perspective, Aaron. Thanks for sharing that. It's amazing what Aloya can do to impact so many people in such a positive way. So I, I appreciate you sharing that. And I do recall you discussing that last week during your presentation at the at the leadership symposium. Yeah, yeah. And and it's good, good nice of you to mention the leadership at Aloya because I know uh, CEO Todd Adams is very engaged in uh, the risk management committees, and John Collins, chief risk officer. Uh, just an awesome chief risk officer. He was uh, a guest on this podcast a while back too. So uh, it was, it was great to have him on and share his knowledge too. So, so you're right. uh, Great leadership there. Um, There is one thing I want to ask you about operational risk. I know operational risk is, is, can be very broad. And if it's that broad, that might bring some challenges. So what do, what do you think are some of the biggest challenges of being in your role dealing with operational risk and how are you addressing that? And you may have already talked about this today, but I just wanted to, to ask you that question. Yeah. You know, I, I think that's a great one. And, and, uh, you know, I think one of the, one of the things that we really have to focus on, right. Is that you, you can't chase every mouse, so to speak. Right. And so um, we have to focus on, the, the things that we can do to help us achieve our strategic objectives. To me, that's, that's the most important. Um, we've got, you know, and this, this is from a risk perspective, you know, more broadly, but I think it fits really well with operational risk. Um, you know, John, I can't remember if John talked about this, so I apologize if it's a repeat, but he's got this great philosophy on risk management and it's, it's so simplified. And again, I think it speaks to why we're so engaged as an organization, but we have this cup philosophy, C-U-P, right? So risks must be consistent with our strategic objectives. We have to understand the risks. We've got to have the right people in the right seats to understand and address the risks. And then we have to be paid for the risks, right? So there's the risk reward. We've, we, we exist to create value and we've got to be paid for the risks that we take. Um, and so, so kind of keeping that focus and the, the C is really important there, right? Is it consistent with our strategic objectives, right? Like, why are we spending time on this? And so, you know, there's obviously discussions around, you know, materiality and impact and different things like that, that we have to have. And that's how we bet certain things out. Um, and again, I think we've got a pretty simplified approach for doing that. But ultimately, like I said, you can't chase every mouse and you've got to figure out kind of what, what risks are most key to, um, you know, achieving your strategic objectives and not in the sense that, 
You can't document other risks. You can't consider other risks. You can't discuss them. But where are we really spending our time, energy, and resources um, in terms of addressing and mitigating risk? And, and, and that's what we, those are ongoing discussions that, again, you know, I've probably said this word a million times, but we benefit so much from being so engaged. Um, we're able to have those conversations and, and work through those um, uh, consistently as an organization. Yeah, thanks for sharing that, Aaron. That's that's a good perspective. And uh, certainly we can't chase everything down. So you got to really figure out what's key. And it's nice that you brought in that philosophy of cup. I don't recall if John talked about that because I'm so used to hearing about it and talking about it too. Hey. Uh, that consistency yeah. and uh, understanding, I think it is for the U. And then yeah. they're getting paid. I think that's yeah. a great philosophy. Uh, I appreciate you sharing that with us today. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, I think uh, that kind of wraps it up for today. I really appreciate your time. Now, if someone has some follow-up questions for you, how can they get a hold of you? Yeah, thank you. Well, first, you know, thank you for having me on again. Uh, this was a, a fantastic opportunity to, to share a few insights and, and have a great discussion around risk. So I hope we get the chance to do it again at some point. Um, but I, yeah, if anybody wants to reach out to me, certainly able to do that on LinkedIn. That's probably, you know, one of the easiest ways to, uh, to get a hold of me. Um, you can also send me an email directly. Um, it's aaron.prater at aloyacorp.org. Um, so that's A-A-R-O-N.P-R-A-T-E-R at aloyacorp.org. So uh, folks can always reach out to me via email as well. And I'm happy to have conversations with uh, with other industry professionals and and uh, and talk about all things risk. Great. Thank you for that. Yeah, thank you for that. Thanks for being available uh, for people. And uh, thanks for taking the time out today, Aaron. We covered a lot of really interesting topics, and I'm sure people are going to find this really interesting. And as you mentioned, we'd be glad to have you back on in the future. You can give us some updates on how things have gone in the past and what you're working on in the future. So I think we should do that. Absolutely. I'd love to. Thank you again, David. I really appreciate it. All right. Thanks. And to the listeners, thanks for listening today and we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. That's all for today's ERM Perspectives. If you enjoyed the show and heard something useful, please do your friends and colleagues a favor and share this podcast with them. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss the next one. Please contact me if you'd like to be a guest on this show or if I can help you or someone you know. I'm David Seibert. And you can find me on LinkedIn or at my website, davidcybertconsulting.com.